September 6, 2019 edition of Weekly Signals, Meltdown. A reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history broadcasting from Studio A at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And, as always, like Dorian hitting Alabama, <laughs> Mahler, the fake news dog. That's right, Mahler. Get him. Get him. Oh. Yeah, Sharpie Gate. <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh, Sharpie Gate. It's a distraction. Sometimes I think President Shipe for brains. Yeah. He does these things just to distract us. You really think it's that deliberate? Yeah, I just think he's. I have no idea. I think he's delusional, and I. Oh, whatever. Oh, we'll yeah, talk about it. We'll get out coming of up, yeah. the money saving Green New Deal. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hear about that? I hear. Trump's economic suicide, <laughs> the uh, Deutsche Bank impeachment, and more. But first, have you heard the good news, Mike? I, I've, Nathan, I have heard the good news. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. They're coming to ki- they're coming to take me home. From the Jerusalem Post, yes. according to Dr. Jeffrey D. Johnson who is a former adjunct professor of systemic theology Mm -hmm. and who has taught at both Harvard and Oxford universities, night school, I think. Uh, (laughs) Orthodox rabbis and evangelical Christians both believe the world is on the cusp of the Battle of Armageddon and that we are about to see the Messiah. Uh, That's right, Waller, the Messiah. The Messiah. Johnson said that soon there will be a war, as described in Ezekiel 38 through 39. Isn't he the running back for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, did he, he say something? Up, can't make his mind what number he wants. <laughs> I, I 38 or 39. Ezekiel, <laughs> where Israel will battle a coalition led by Persia, also known as Iran. Iran. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah. yes. Those yeah. guard Persians. Yes. So if you're a good Christian, yeah. you want war with Iran <laughs> because that's how Jesus does that second coming thing. <laughs> Uh, this is now, without the uh, war. Yeah, Jesus doesn't show up because he likes war. I know. If you read the scripture, you know how much Jesus likes killing other people. Of course, Please Johnson is hawking a new book, "Divine Mysteries: Concise and Thoughtful Ancient Biblical Wisdom." You can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. Uh, he says that any leader or pastor who wants to eradicate the Old Testament from modern day Christianity is making the New Testament irrelevant as well. Ooh. It's a very dangerous doctrine, Ooh. Johnson said, explaining that replacement theology, as it's called, so you're just blanking out the Old Testament yeah. and saying it's all about uh, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> the New Testament, yeah. can lead to anti Semitism and hatred of the Jewish people. There is an element of truth yeah. in that. The whole idea yeah. of anti-Semitism well, like you, does you come. You can't hate him anyway, right? I mean, right, but it, it gives of you people who aren't yeah, Christian, right? But it, yes, know? there is an element of truth. There's always an element of truth in what some of these clowns say. Yeah, yes, I don't know. but yes, yes. This is the part of the the Trump administration. I keep. I don't want to harp the on this. Christian Taliban. The Christian Taliban. Pompeo is a. One of these guys who believes in the end yeah, times. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Yeah, Mike Pompeo believes in the end times. Yeah. There are so many of these guys who believe now that uh, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, mm-hmm. is another fulfillment of a prophecy. Yeah. There are all these things that Trump administration is doing that are bringing about what these clowns think are the end time signs. Yeah. That's why this is relevant and spooky at the same yeah. time. 
Be careful what you want. Yeah. This from The Guardian. Yes. That newspaper. The Guardian. The Guardian. Air conditioners are crazy power-hungry appliances. Starts off with 220 right off the bat. Yeah. And then it goes from there. A small unit cooling a single room on average consumes more power than running four refrigerators. Is that right? Yeah. Oof. And a central unit cooling an average house uses more than 15 refrigerator worth of power. Yeah. That's a lot. Imagine having 15 refrigerators in your house. You know, that would be a lot of chicken. Yeah, yeah Mauler. Yeah. yeah, you just imagine all the chicken and bacon you could put in. Last year in Beijing, during a heat wave, 50% of the power capacity was going to air conditioning. Yeah. 50%. Half of all the electricity they were using was cooling the city down. There are over 1 billion single room air conditioning units in the world right now. 1 billion. 1 billion. Oh, my God. That's one for every seven persons. Yeah. By 2050, there are, and remember, there's a lot of people that live in cool places. Yes. Maybe not anymore. Not but, so much. Yeah. But there's... By 2050, there will likely be 4.5 billion yeah. air conditioning units. That's a billion. By then, air conditioning will use about 13% of all the world's electricity and produce 2 billion metric tons of CO2 a year. About the same amount as India does, the third largest emitter yeah. of CO2 today. Yeah. So it's like adding an extra India into the equation here for global warming. Wow. So we have this AC feedback loop. Warmer temperatures lead to more air conditioning. More air conditioning creates CO2. CO2 leads to warmer temperatures. Yeah. This is one, I don't know if you could say it's unforeseen that this would happen, but it's certainly one of those things that you don't think about in terms of global warming that is creating its own feedback system. Yeah, as recently as 1990, there were only about 40 million air conditioning units in the world. 40 million, now there's a billion. They're mostly in the U.S. Then air conditioning went global. In Delhi, in the early 1990s, older forms of building design which had dealt with heat through window screens or facades or, or brisolet, were slowly displaced by American or European steel and glass buildings. Mm. They just throw up steel and glass and toss an air conditioning in there. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, it pissed me off when Irvine built its city hall. What does it have? What does it have? It a has, huge lawn. It has a huge lawn, but besides that, it has this huge glass facade on it that faces the sun, the south. Yeah, yeah. it faces the sun. It's exactly the opposite of what you want to do when you're building a building that you're trying to conserve energy with. Yeah. Last year, Rocky Mountain Institute, a U.S.-based energy policy think tank, offered $3 million to the winner of an inaugural global cooling prize because they're trying to figure out a way to build a more efficient air conditioning system. The aim is to design a air conditioner that is five times more efficient than the current standard model. Right. And okay. also costs no more than twice as much to produce. That makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get half as much to produce, not twice as much. Right. Yeah. Right. You mean in cost-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, they have received more than 100 entries, but according to the Rocky Mountain Institute, in order to keep total global emissions from rising, their prize-winning efficient air conditioner would need to go on sale no later than 2022 and capture 80% of the market by 2030. Yeah. That's Well, much I mean, that is that is possible. Is it feasible? Will people who have air conditioning systems that currently work 
run out and buy something no, that's but more energy efficient. No, but it captures 80% of the market. Yeah. The, the new ones, yeah. this increase in 3.5 right. billion yes. air conditioners yeah, yeah. by 2050, right. maybe they can cut down on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. The New York City Council recently passed far-reaching legislation requiring all large buildings in the city to reduce their overall emissions by 40% by 2030 with a goal of 80% by 2050, backed by hefty fines for offenders. That's a good deal. Mm -hmm. we got to cut down on some of this stuff. The Los Angeles Mayor's Office is working on similar plans to make all buildings net zero carbon by 2050. Another good plan. The more we use air conditioning, the warmer it gets. So we're trying to figure out how to get out of this cycle. And one way, even though it doesn't completely solve the problem, is you want to really think about how cool you need it in your house right now. If you are using air conditioning, I understand that. But consider not walking into a freezing place. I honestly don't understand. I, I guess I do understand some department stores, but South Coast Plaza, it can be chilly in there. Yes. And it's not doing anybody any good to go from 68 degrees to close to 100 degrees, that difference in temperatures does things to your sinuses and your body that's just not good for your health. Right. It is that blast of cold air when you walk in somewhere that you feel like, oh, you know you're being air conditioned, I guess. Yeah. It's somehow psychologically conducive to people coming in there. You know what air, else air conditioning does? Makes you procreate. Is that right? Yeah. Well. I mean, if it's hot out. Yeah. And you're sweating like a pig. You're going to take your clothes off. No. Oh. You're not going to necessarily have the energy. I mean, you might take your clothes off, but if it's cool, if you've been out working all day and it's cool all of a sudden, yeah. you get, you know, feisty. Yeah. 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 That's, that, I, I guess. That's I was, what it does. Yeah, yeah. You were thinking the other way. Yeah. You were thinking of hot, that, I said sex. it. You said it the right way. Exactly. Um, you feel like you're in a hot room and you, yeah. you feel like you need to disrobe or take that's some true. of your clothing off. And take a cold And then if shower. you're in there with somebody and suddenly... All right. All right. Hey, listen, I, w I just want to... There's a... There, there, I know. There, <laughs> there, are, there are technologies and there are buildings that are being constructed now that are on the right path. There's something called LEED, LEED Certified Buildings. Yeah. And it's a new building code. L-E-A-D? L-E-E-D. LEED. And it stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. And they're essentially designed to be zero emission buildings so and there are a whole bunch of technologies involved when you put together a building or a house or a freaking outhouse whatever it is that you, you can lead certify so oh. there's silver gold and platinum where you place your windows in a house and the, it, the direction is all, it's pointed yeah, and and the way your roof goes and right. how much insulation you put in can all have a tremendous impact on how much air conditioning we use right and the reason i bring it up is because county los angeles county and other counties around the country are imposing this if you're going to build a building for a government agency they're insisting on lead so, certification now. all right so there you go excellent if this news chills you may i recommend a donation to kuci simply because you're listening just go to kuci.org your generous donation is how we stay on air Commercial free, free form, free speech radio at 88.9 FM KUCI.org. A draft leak of a UN climate report says warming oceans are poised to unleash misery. They're getting kind of dramatic. 
I think the misery. Oceans, uh, misery, I think, might be understating it, yeah. actually. I think is, if you read the report. Unbridled hell. Unbridled hell. Unshirted hell. As Unshirted, they, wow. Yeah. The report focuses on the oceans and the planet's stores of frozen water known as the cryosphere. Yes. It says that if warming isn't halted at 1.5 degrees Celsius, sea levels will rise high enough to displace around 280 million people. Around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Quarter of a billion people. You want to, you want to talk about migration issues? Talk yeah. about 280 million people with no place to live. By 2100, annual flood damages are expected to increase by two to three orders of magnitude. So that means flood damages will increase by either 100 or 1,000 fold. That's what that magnitude means. Wow. In a world where king tides are already causing cities like Miami to flood on a regular basis. Yeah. By 2050, low-lying cities and small island nations will face extreme sea level events every year. The melting of ice sheets will pass a tipping point of collapse, flooding dozens of the world's major cities this century. That's what we're talking about yes, here with we the cryosphere. Are. Yes, we are. Meanwhile, hurricanes. Which we're you doing. You hear about hurricanes? I've heard a little bit about hurricanes. We got Dorian going out yeah. there. Almost uh, hit Alabama. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that's the part that scared yeah. me the most, yeah. was Alabama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> higher water levels mean higher storm surges. Yes. That's the deal. So you have all this ice melting into the ocean. Right. Then you got hurricanes going on. Plus, warmer oceans feed hurricanes. Right. Warm air is what hurricanes are sucking up. Yep. Warm air holds more water. And slower ocean currents, which is what we saw with Dorian, right. means hurricanes will stall over one spot. Right. That's not That's good if happening. it stalls over the wrong spot. That is happening now. And as I've said before, the thing that would keep me awake if I were a climatologist and cared about this stuff mm -hmm. is what do you do when the currents slow down? How yeah. do you speed them back up? I had this, this dream where the hurricane just stayed in one spot, and then another one came up. Ooh. And it stayed in one spot. And then another one came up. Yeah. And then the whole world was covered in hurricanes. Well, it's just like the Justice League of hurricanes. Yeah. They just gather together, uh -huh. and they just move forward. From the Nation magazine. Hear that magazine. I know Nation. of it. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the Green New Deal is cheaper than climate change. When Bernie Sanders released his climate proposal, the New York Times described it as a $16 trillion climate plan and said that it was the most expensive proposal from the field of Democratic presidential candidates aimed at reining in planet warming greenhouse gases. They said that in the very first sentence of the story. Yeah. It was the lead. The cost was the lead. Not what it did. Not how it improved things. Right. Not that it not what it did. Yeah. How about laying out what it is? Yeah. To this day, I've never heard anyone on MSNBC or in major newspapers actually lay out what is in the proposal for this particular policy. Yeah, this goes on all the time. All the time. Even with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's plan for the Green New Deal, one of the first things they did is grab hold of a Republican talking point. The news media did. Yeah. Saying it would cost the taxpayers $93 trillion. So how we pay for it is what they are concerned with. But they rarely ask that about military spending. Right. Or Trump's tax cuts. Y yes. They don't say, how are we going to pay for this stuff? Right. They just assume that somehow this is going to benefit us. And there's another policy where they never talk about the mitigating cost, which is the health care plan yeah. that's being laid out as the single payer. They keep saying, well, we're going to have to raise taxes. They don't talk about the $800 a month policy that you're paying for right yeah. now. It's even part of the equation. But if we consider all the negatives from climate change, 
yeah. the diseases, the refugee crisis, yeah. habitat loss, mass extinctions, extreme weather, the economic cost of allowing temperatures to rise even a couple of degrees <laughs> above their target. Right. The economic cost right. is staggering. In 2015, a peer-reviewed report warned that investors would lose $4.2 trillion in assets by the end of the century due to the climate crisis. In the worst case scenario, they considered 10% of the world's assets would be wiped out. I believe and this that. is just for investors. That, this believe. isn't talking about right. your house right. or anything that you own. This is just yeah. investment dollars here. Yeah. They note that while the value of future losses from the private sector is substantial, it is dwarfed by the forecast harms to governments. Yes. So this investor cost, this $4.2 trillion yeah. is dwarfed by what it would cost for governments. We're talking about roads and bridges. We're talking about water systems. <laughs> the building blocks of civilization will be tremendously yeah. impacted by rising sea levels, by a degradation in our environment. And the GDP would also go down just yeah. because yeah. Of, we wouldn't have the ability to produce as much, which might not be a bad deal anyway. Well, At least the efficiency of it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But if we were to set the goals set forth in the Paris Accord, output would drop by only 1.1% as opposed to 7.2% of the GDP if we don't. That's quite a difference. The difference between these two figures in 2018 dollars would be over $5 trillion per year. And there's a big potential payoff for saving the environment. Duh. Can we all just say that together? Yeah. yeah. Duh. Yeah. Duh. How about surviving? How much does that matter to you? Survival. Yeah. Well, there is a statistic. A 2016 report by the Global Commission on Climate and Economy estimated that $90 trillion will have to be spent on infrastructure worldwide through 2030. That's going to happen anyway. No matter how what. How we approach this. Right. So if we do it up front, it's going to be a lot easier for us. And besides that, we're creating a better world anyway. We're creating a cleaner world anyway. Right. We're not going to burn all these fossil fuels. So it's better for us in the long run. Well, it's also better for us if we take measures that mitigate and in some manner of speaking, reverse climate. Well, it's the smash and grab economies of Trump and yeah. Bolsonaro. And, and China yeah. and Russia. and They're a little bit better in China, but yeah. you know, in, in, to some degree. Right. But nevertheless, right. turning into how much money can we make now rather than what we can do to make the future better. Right. You know, there's a, another economy in the world that's really hell-bent to destroy. Indonesia is really bad. Uh, Trump and his co-conspirators plan to significantly weaken federal rules that would have had Americans use much more energy-efficient light bulbs. Yeah. This is just stupid. It's absolutely stupid. This is a rule that was put into effect by the Bush administration. They want to take away our LEDs. Not take away, but they want to make incandescence flourish again yes it's to be able to go out and buy a light bulb that light bulb that's going to waste energy yeah why would we want to this do is that? so gratuitous that i don't understand what's well, smash and grab again it is smash and grab yeah. well somebody got trump's ear and said hey i've got you know a million light bulbs lying around that i can't sell uh yeah. help me out here's five hundred thousand dollars donation to your campaign Help me get rid of these fluorescent light bulbs. If we eliminated those light bulbs nationwide, we'd save electricity equivalent to at least 25 large power plants. Yeah. We could power New Jersey and Pennsylvania with the energy that we save from using just 
LED bulbs and the uh, the new fluorescent, and they're good. The LED, the way they have the technology now, it's a good light. It's a great it's, light. Yeah, I, I love the light yeah, from them. Yeah. I do. I'm not. Yes, absolutely. At first, I'm, there was a blueness to them, mm. and now they've gotten warm bulbs. You have a whole array of different color bulbs that you can use. <laughs> they've got lumens down, so you can really pinpoint how bright you want your mm. your bulb. Instead, we're gonna go and keep up with incandescence. Energy consumption in American homes has been on the rise for decades, but it reversed significantly because of these rules over the last couple of years. Since 2010, energy consumption in American homes has dropped by 6%. Yeah. And yet Trump wants to go back to burn more energy. Was Trump going to bring back whale oil? (laughs) Yeah. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com. On Twitter at KUCI FM and on Instagram at KUCI FM. Stream us live on TuneIn. Go to KUCI.org. From Vanity Fair. Yes. According to a new report, Trump wanted U.S. businesses to commit economic suicide in order to get revenge on China. (laughs) (laughs) The Mad King George. A move that was only prevented by staffers and CEOs begging him not to go through with it. Yeah. After China retaliated with $75 billion worth of tariffs last month, Trump was so surprised, even though China has responded this way every time, that Trump wanted to double existing tariffs on Chinese goods. Double it. That would hit the economy so hard that we'd have pretty much had a collapse. The markets would have tumbled. Yeah. We'd have had a 2007 at least again. Yeah. And on top of that, it would have indicated to the uh, investment class that Trump is unstable, well, which would like further. They don't know. Well, but to a degree to which they probably assumed he wouldn't. Some of them must assume that he's not as crazy as he seems. Yeah. Well, that, they're that, trying to get a business going. Right. When you have a business going, you don't want things jumping up and down around you. That The cost of what you're using. In your business, you don't want prices to be skyrocketing one day and plummeting the next and skyrocketing the next day. You want some consistency. Right. And that's not happened under Trump at all. They call it the supply chain. Big companies have supply chains that from China or from Brazil or wherever it is, and they depend on that to have a certain arc, a certain amount of built-in costs that they know it's it's going to be for a period of time. And Trump is blowing this up. So Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer asked their CEO friends to give Trump a call and talk him down from the ledge, and they did. Uh, So instead of tanking the economy, Trump got on his electric Twitter machine and hereby ordered U.S. companies to cease doing business with China immediately. That was that little time. Yeah, which is another insane thing that he thinks he can do, apparently. I'm surprised somebody hasn't uh, thrown a towel over him and and put him to bed and taken over the country with at least a a steady hand. We've said this before. You're sick of me saying it, I'm sure. And that is Tony Schwartz, co-author of The Art of the Deal, the author of Art, Art of the Deal, Trump's big book, said Trump is a bottomless pit of need. Yeah. And he's psychologically damaged, and this is a manifestation of that. And since he doubles down on all his lies, yeah, you got to wonder that everything he's been accused of. Oh, absolutely. All his rapes. Everything is true. Yeah. He's just doubling down on his lies, yes. and people, for some reason, 
at least 40% of the population believe him. You know what he did because he lies about it. Speaking of the trade war, <laughs> Trump's trade war with China is a disaster. Yeah. But we've already got into part of that. From the Daily Kos, U.S. Steel, the symbol of Trump's America First policies, is downsizing due to Trump's America First trade war. General Motors announced layoffs as well as plant closures in November. Ford blames Trump's tariffs for uh, laying off. Harley-Davidson also cited Trump's trade war tariffs when it closed down a Kansas City plant. And financial institutions cut back after receiving Trump's $21 billion uh, tax cut windfall. Since 2019, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company is, uh, has dismissed hundreds of workers in its asset and wealth management division. Deutsche Bank and Commerce Bank are in talk to combine in a merger that could put as many as 30,000 jobs at risk. Goldman Sachs Group is considering plans to reduce its core trading business in the fixed income group. There's a long list of companies, ah. a long list, that have been screwed by Trump's trade war and his tax cuts. You can find those at daily costs. And they're, be... and they're backed up, too. They're referenced. Yeah, so there's that... got to be 20, 25 firms on that list. Speaking of Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank's revel revelation that it has some of Trump's tax returns confirms that Democrats have an additional route to get tax documents that lawmakers in the party have long sought. Yeah. That's a good deal. They were trying to go through the IRS, right. but it looks like they're going to get the Deutsche Bank yes. papers f sooner. Yeah. Trump's tax returns. They uh, may have it uh, in plenty of time to have it affect the 2020 election. Right. So instead of rushing to impeach and failing to get a conviction, House Democrats are working hard to put together an ironclad, that would be Pelosi's words, case against Trump. The centerpiece of that case is that Trump is compromised by money laundering for Russian oligarchs. Right. Using his properties as a way to launder money. Yeah. So Uncle Blazer has a Twitter feed. Uncle Blazer. Uncle Blazer. He looks like he does blaze sometimes. <laughs> but he says getting evidence from Deutsche Bank has been the primary focus of House General Counsel Douglas Letter ever since he was hired by Pelosi in, in January. Anyway, he's, he's coming on to a year now. Once the case is built, Pelosi will take the podium and announce formal impeachment hearings, complete with money laundering as a smoking gun. Okay. That's what they're waiting for. Yeah. They're waiting for something big. And it's the thing that will get people's attention, and it's the thing that Trump has fought harder to stop from happening than anything else. Yeah. So I understand that dynamic. But So Pelosi will detail the evidence House Dems have gathered and call for impeachment by this year's end. According to Uncle Blazer, the impeachment hearings say run for three months with the impeachment referred to the Senate by next year, uh, about March. Yeah, March or April. Next which year. sets it up great for the conventions. Yeah. yeah. Which will destroy the Republican convention. If not destroy it, throw it into a lot of disarray. Right. How Mitch McConnell will react, I don't know. But there is the possibility where McConnell will throw Trump under the bus. Old Moscow Mitch. Moscow Mitch. Yeah. I hope you're right. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. You too, Molly. A North Carolina court struck down the state's legislative maps. This is a big one. Yes, it is. Ruling the districts uh, amounted to a partisan gerrymander in violation of the state constitution. Republican legislators have indicated that they will comply with the decision, but even if they appeal, it seems likely to be upheld by the North Carolina Supreme Court. So it looks like it's going through. It's also insulated from review by the U.S. Supreme Court, 
The ruling is in many ways the most comprehensive judicial opinion about partisan gerrymandering ever written. The court had unprecedented access to the gerrymandering process thanks to the Hoffeller files, which we talked about um, about a month ago yeah. or so. Yeah. A vast trove of information left behind by Thomas Hoffeller, the GOP's gerrymandering guru. Yes. Apparently there were some fissures in in the family. <coughs> Apparently there were some yeah, disagreements. His daughter. his daughter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Handed it over. Among other things, Hoffeller helped North Carolina Republicans draw the state house and senate maps in place today. Yeah. Now this doesn't affect the federal end of Congress, but it may eventually after he died, his daughter of course turned over the materials to Common Cause and they went on to proceed with his case. Through this packing and cracking is what it was called, where they pack as many Democrats into a, a few deep blue districts as possible and then distribute the remaining Democrats into safe Republicans. Right. So they just overwhelm some districts with Democrats right. so they can just sprinkle a few elsewhere. Yeah. Through this packing and cracking, Hoffeller built a GOP firewall that preserved Republicans' legislative supermajority even when Democrats won a majority of the statewide vote. Yes. That was just infuriating by a long happened. ways yeah. i think it was it was either north carolina or, or some other state uh yeah. maryland or something where the dems had a million more votes yeah. than the republicans and still didn't control it was like 16 house. to 9 yeah. in that in their particular uh statewide the court concluded house. that the practice strikes at the heart of the free elections clause which states all elections shall be free this clause the court found means that elections must be conducted freely and honestly to ascertain fairly and trustfully the will of the people partisan gerrymandering is a clear violation of that guarantee this decision vindicates every constitutional theory that opponents of partisan gerrymandering have put forward so there amen and by the win. way and, and by the way what's good for the goose is good for the gander if there are states in the country that are gerrymandered in the democrats favor well f you you it's time yeah. for us to have elections where the playing field as as level as it's possible and feasible to yeah. be and the other thing it does it's it repudiates chief justice of the u.s supreme court john roberts, john roberts majority opinion which insisted that courts are ill-equipped to measure and remedy Partisan what gerrymandering. What a bunch of BS. Yeah, that what was, a bunch of Yeah, that crap. was just, yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. Ah. After just 43 days in office, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson is screwed. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Fun to watch this guy yeah, yeah. just melt down. Oh, right in front of our eyes. Yeah. You can watch Tories move across the aisle. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Johnson's party is cracking up. His government is collapsing and his political strategy is backfiring. Good. This week, he ejected 21 rebels from the Parliamentary Conservative Party after they joined the opposition to stop him from forcing the country out of the European Union without an exit agreement. To restore his authority and a workable majority, the prime minister then called for a prompt general election and lost that vote as well. Yes, yes, he did. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, Britain has been on the verge of a recession. Yes. Business investment, the most obvious victim of Brexit uncertainty, has been in a severe funk. Johnson is meanwhile spending millions on an advertising campaign to convince businesses to prepare for no deal even while assuring everyone that it's highly unlikely that's going to happen. This is just bad strategy all the way around. As the process grinds on, chewing through two prime ministers. Yeah, the, Theresa the May. Brexit, yeah. Theresa May and now Boris, it looks like. Yeah. Brexit is severely damaging British government. This is the sad thing. Yes, it is. They need to work around this. 
They've got no forward momentum going on at all. And, they just right. seem to be sinking into this black hole. And of this Brexit. is exactly what the Russians wanted when yep. they gave money to Nigel Farage in order to implement this Brexit, yeah. this whole idea. When David Cameron, the prime minister, <laughs> called for a vote, he was supremely confident that the people of England would reject this idea of Brexit. He was wrong because of Rus- Russian money poured into England to yeah. affect the election in this Nigel Farage's ass hat. Uh, was responsible for yeah. all this. And this, the Russians have what they want, is chaos. They have chaos. Yeah. And this is what the goal has always been. And finally, a new species of blood-sucking leech was identified near Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.